Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. This episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand for cowboys and cowgirls. Get and stay cowboy fit this new year with the Cowboy Whey Protein. If you want to lose weight and gain lean muscle, the Cowboy Whey can help. The Cowboy Whey is available in delicious chocolate and creamy vanilla with 24 grams of protein, 160 calories, and only 2 grams of sugar. Get yours at www.thecowboywhey.com. And that's whey spelled W-H-E-Y, hence the protein. And be sure and register on the website to get 10% off your order. Get and stay Cowboy Fit this new year at www.thecowboywhey.com. And also, follow us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Performance, and I'll see you back at the ranch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, kicking off this new year with some really great guests, and um, I'm really excited to have the guys I have on today. I actually have a, a father and son. I have Andy and Austin Hogue uh, from up in Oregon. I actually met them. Austin reached out to me uh, after listening to the podcast, I, I believe, and I believe that I'm, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how we met. But uh, uh, anyway, we just, we, uh, you know, messaged back and forth on social media. And he told me about, you know, what, what they did, you know, and uh, raising cattle and that his, his dad, you know, had started a barbecue sauce company. And we were actually just getting ready to head out to Vegas. And he said, you know, hey, we're going to be in Vegas. And uh, his dad was actually uh, sharing a booth with uh, Larry Coates, Coates Salary. So we, we were heading out there. So we hooked up with them. Uh, and we're able to meet, uh, meet, uh, Andy there anyway, uh, got some barbecue sauce, which is very cool. And which is amazing by the way, cause I have used it since I got back. Um, so anyway, we're just, we're going to talk to them about, uh, you know, their, uh, cowboy lifestyle and, and what they do. Uh, so, uh, Andy and Austin, welcome to the modern cowboy podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for having us on. We really appreciate it. You bet. You bet. So since we got, you know, three of us on here today, we'll just kind of start, uh, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with you, Austin, uh, tell us a little bit of, you know, briefly about, you know, your history in, in, in the cowboy, uh, rodeo world and, and what you got going on. And, uh, we'll, we'll start from there. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I just kind of started picking up calf roping when I was, uh, about towards the end of my high school career, um, kind of grew up in the rodeo world pretty much my whole life with, you know, dad riding bulls and hearing all those stories and just kind of growing up kind of with the starstruck eyes of wanting to do the rodeo cowboy life. And, and now that I'm a little bit older and kind of getting everything together, uh, rodeo slowed down a little bit from where it used to be. And we started raising these roping cattle and kind of trying to help the next generation come up and, uh, kind of the, the, I guess I, I, I'm going to say struggle for lack of a better word that I kind of did when I started calf roping because of my dad being a bull rider. I uh, didn't really have an outlet to go to. And rodeo is one of those things where if, if we don't keep the next generations going, we're, we're going to lose it. And we're going to lose a, a pretty huge piece of legacy and, and history. And so that's kind of where I've been focusing lately is, is getting the next generation to come up and getting these younger kids a place to learn and, you know, a, a little bit of a controlled place to practice and, and learn how to do this sport. 
Cool. So you guys, you guys are actually raising roping cattle then. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, let's see, we've got about 90, 90 head under my brand right now, which, you know, isn't a huge number, but, that's, uh, that's a know, lot, of, that's a lot of cattle though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got its challenges. That's for sure. Um, but you know, my, my biggest thing with it is that, you know, being in the rodeo world and roping calves and team roping and, and all that stuff, you know, you, you really take a, a quality check into play where, you know, I don't want to just have 400 head of, of ropers. You know, I want to have a, a good, good set that we can take. And, and, you know, we're, we're pretty excited because this is going to be our first year. We've got some contracts going out and, uh, and we've got a few um, WPRA jackpots lined out for the summer and for the spring and really kind of taking a big jump to get our cattle out and, and get some people winning some money on them. Very cool. And, and that's a whole, I mean, a whole business. I, I mean, I know a little bit about it, not a whole lot. I mean, I know that if I show up at a rope and someone will have cattle there, um, and which is, which is great, but that takes a lot of work to number one, like you say, you, you've got to raise them then you've got to break them in and then you got to get the contract. Uh, where are you, where are you guys going to be at, uh, here this, this year with, with your cattle? Where are the first places you guys going to be? Um, so we're actually, um, we've been in negotiations and we're going to be partnering up with, uh, Claude and Mitchell Rickman at, at two bucks rodeo. And they, they, um, they've been raising bucking horses and they've got a partner on some good bulls and they, they raise some phenomenal horses. I mean, they're, they've got really got some good programs coming up and, uh, and Claude reached out actually through a judge, <laughs> Ron Hall is, is a, a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And he came over and we were open a little bit and, you know, he goes, man, Austin, you know, you, you really take the time to get these cows in and you kind of, you send the trash across the road to breed and you keep a, just a really good pen. And he, he goes, I want to help you out. And so Ron kind of started making calls and then Claude reached out and uh, we're going to partner up. And I think we're going to be in Lapine this year. Um, it's going to be one of our first ones, which won't be until July. So we're trying to add a few more. Mm-hmm. And then we've got some, some Northern Oregon rodeos, a little bit uh, smaller ones, you know, John Day and stuff, but you know, heck, it's a start, and yeah. uh, and we got our WPRA co-sanctioned, um, so we're going to have a bunch of breakaways over there because they're really trying to add breakaway to to the pro rodeo side of it. And uh, Leah over there at the WPRA is is just been fantastic to work with and has been setting up everything with us, and and it's it's going to be a pretty good go, which yeah. we're really excited for. We're going to be busy. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And but, I just, I, I just got to make a note on, on the breakaway deal because, you know, I'm older now and, and I'm, I'm not as agile as, as I was. I mean, I like to think I am, but I, I really like this breakaway roping, you know, because it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy by any means because it's not because I was actually just at a breakaway roping here right by my house the other night and all there was all these girls there were roping and, and that's a tough deal. But that being said, there's a, a lot of things that are eliminated from it, you know, like having a partner, um, you know, having to dally, uh, but there's still so much skill and, and technique and talent that goes into it. But I'm, I'm really high on this, on, on adding the, the breakaway stuff. And it's something that, that I, I'm, I'd love to do it myself, you know, but uh, anyway, I had to throw that in there because I, I got to put the, yeah. the plug in for the breakaway stuff. But so you guys break away on, on your regular roping cattle then. Uh, we, we break away on them. So, uh, we have our calf roping calves. So okay. the calf roping calves are definitely the lightest side of it. And then when our calf roping calves start getting too heavy, um, but they're, you know, not enough horn and not strong enough to take a turn. We, uh, we put them in the breakaway pen and it's just a good way to keep them using and keeping them athletic and keeping them in shape because, you know, a lot of people look over it, but roping cattle, they're athletes too. And if, if you throw them out in a feedlot, just dump grain to them, they're not going to be any good to rope. And so the breakaway is great. We love that because, 
it, it gets this this leeway stage where we've got these calf roping calves that are too big but not ready for bulldogging or for team roping and so we still get to keep them in taking them on the road taking them through the shoots and, and just kind of keeping a good product together with them and and i mean and i love the breakaway side of it because man some of those girls can come out and and you watch somebody rope one in one nine it's 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 pretty lights out which is which is really cool especially when you can see them do that stuff on your cattle yeah yeah and and i i agree because i mean i'm telling you i was standing right there in, in the arena the other night and and these girls were i mean just wicked fast and it is very cool very cool thing to watch yeah. so hey where are you guys in oregon by the way where's where's your ranch at um so my ranch is in uh it's in redmond which okay. is just uh we're just north of bend um and we're actually in in northern redmond uh right on the line in between terrebonne and redmond okay very cool you know i you, I've, I've said this before on the podcast but my wife uh was raised up there in uh, crane oregon outside of burns so i'm not okay. sure you know what that's at but uh it's yeah it's uh there. cranes yeah cranes about i think three three hours east of us yeah Cool. Yeah, and then Dad's down in the um, Andy's down in the, the southern portion of of Oregon, right on the border, in okay. in Lakeview. Okay, and so now growing up with you with your dad riding bulls and stuff, uh, what uh, what kept you off the uh, uh, off the bulls? Did you did you have desire? <laughs> oh, I, I had lots of desire growing up. I, I you know I mean you, you want to be like your dad. Right. You want to you want to you know spur some Bramer hide and kind of right. go on with it. But and I. I I started riding bulls a little bit in college and, and it took, uh, took a couple good practice pen bulls to get me a little bit more cocky and, and right. kind of jumping around. And it took one pro rodeo bull to show me that I didn't want to ride bulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that would be me too. I mean, I like that. I like to think I'm tough, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the, the whole getting a helmet taken off in an ambulance isn't, is really not my way. I, I'd rather step off one and, and run down a line. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree. <laughs> Well, hey, um, so we we also have uh, Austin's uh, dad, Andy, on 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 the podcast. A- Andy, um, switching over to you now a little bit. Um, when did you start riding bulls, and and what got you interested in it, and how long did you do it for? Oh, I started um, before high school. We had a ranch that had a rodeo arena on it, and we had a lot of cattle there. And next thing you know, we're off. My grandfather got me started riding some young stuff and then uh through high school we went down traveled around with that and then i went about 12 years after high school through various places and um, just had a lot of fun and did a lot of traveling and had some good partners we traveled with and uh made a lot of great friends on the way and we're still good friends yeah that's great as well as deals that, uh, go ahead it, it's one of those deals that once you get started on you get to craving it, it's hard to quit. And, um, it was a lot of fun when I was young, but then I got older and started hurting. And so I give it up now. So, and you, you rode in the PRCA. What, what, what years was that when you were doing that? The PRCA, I was in the eighties, early eighties. And then I rode the, the California shows, you know, prior to that and the IRA, we traveled to, but a lot of places went, went a lot of different directions there, but it was a good drill. Yeah. Now, were you raised in Oregon? Is that where you're uh, from originally? No, I was from California, central California. Oh, what part? Uh, Fresno, Clovis. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's big cowboy country down there. I, I actually uh, was from, am originally from Northern California. So up above Sacramento. 
uh, Placer County, Loomis, right below that Auburn area. And then, then we uh, were there in the Central Valley. Oh, Pleasanton, Livermore area and Brentwood uh, before we you know, came down to Arizona. But um, that's, that's where I was at before I come to Oregon. We, I was uh, training racehorses there for a little while. And then I got fed up with California and moved on up to Oregon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel you there. Um, Maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Uh, but so now, did you just ranch? And, you know, once you quit rodeo and stuff, have you just been ranching all along? Or have, is that the most? The, no, I was, in, I was in construction for about okay. 25 years. And then in 2007, I, I had a little ranch in Lakeview that I bought. And um, about 2000, I'd moved to the construction business, took off and went over to Medford area and did a lot of big buildings there for five, six years. And then in 2007, when the crunch hit, um, I decided, you know, this is a good time to go back to the ranch and finish the ranch and start another pin of cows and calves and uh, ended up with a herd of goats, meat goats and uh black face sheep too so kind of <laughs> diversified here the, the sheep might be my fault i think that's that, <laughs> yeah. the, the sheep are definitely my fault i think hey there's nothing wrong with sheep <laughs> <laughs> i think we we started with one and uh didn't sell it at the ffa deal and brought it home and it made a lot of noise by itself and so i think i was 16 barely had a license and dad says here you know here's some money go go pick up another sheep. So this one stops screaming all the time. And I think I come back with a whole canopy load. <laughs> That's too funny. Too funny. Hey, I'd like to thank one of our sponsors for today's show, Dusty Diamond Leather. Crystal over at Dusty Diamond Leather makes amazing handmade, one of a kind custom leather and beaded goods. Her products are basically works of art. And I know this firsthand because I just received two beautiful belts from her. I can literally say that they're the nicest belts I've, I've ever owned. You can learn more about Crystal's story and her business if you go back and listen to episode 26 of the Modern Cowboy podcast. And then, hey, head over to Dusty Diamond Leather on Instagram or Facebook and let her know that you heard about her on the Modern Cowboy podcast. Comment on one of her posts, screenshot it, and then DM it to us at the Modern Cowboy podcast on either Facebook or Instagram. Send an address that you would like us to mail one of our new Modern Cowboy stickers to and we will ship you a sticker so again hey check out dusty diamond leather instagram and facebook you won't be disappointed and again i'd like to thank all of our listeners for your support i, I appreciate it more than you know enjoy the show so so you, you're you're back uh, you know uh, ranching raising everything from you know sheep to cattle and and you got interested in in barbecue sauce somehow how'd that happen well, it started out as making it for myself, and then I would give it away as Christmas presents in their little baskets, and then everybody was sharing with their friends, and then the list kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger for Christmas. I, so I told everybody, you know, this is kind of expensive to make. Maybe you need to chip in and help me afford to build this. And so right. that went on for another year or two, and then me and Cheryl, we got to talking about it, and uh, I said, you know, let's try putting this out on the street and let's see if we get a, a reception to it or not. And so we tried that for about six, seven months and it seemed to get some interest in it. So then we went and applied with the USDA and got our commercial kitchen license for the ranch. 
And then we started uh, promoting it and taking it out and doing show and tells, you know, let people taste it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we was doing down in Vegas when we seen you. Yeah. And um, last year we started out at a Red Bluff uh, Bull and Gilding Sale. And then we went to the Winnemucca Ranch Rodeo. And then we met some folks from down in Reno at the Winnemucca Rodeo. They asked if we'd come help them with their booth. It's Rogers Cowboy Western Wear. Mm-hmm. And um, so from there, we went to Reno Rodeo, the Snaffle Bit, the Turdy, the Acro National Finals. There was one more we did down there. Now, and I guess that was a three down there. Yeah. And yeah so in terms of business, I mean, you've, uh, you know, been in construction and, you know, cattle and ranching business. And, and now you're in, you know, uh, a, a retail, uh, you know, food product business. Uh, so you, you obviously have an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, out of all those businesses, which one uh, has been, uh, you know, most, most challenging? This one here has been a pretty challenging event. Um, we're having the most fun with this one because uh-huh. we get to travel a lot and we get to meet a lot of great folks. And uh, a lot of these venues we go to, we would go to anyway, but we'd have to pay the bill. Now it's kind of turned around and, uh, you know, we're getting paid to be there, which really helps us the pocketbook out. Yeah. And the business is growing really well, you know, with all the, the sampling and stuff we do. Mm-hmm. Our followers are getting very large. So that's great. So, well, you know, you don't have to name numbers or anything, but how, how much product are you guys, you know, selling, you know, a, you know, a month or a quarter or, or ballpark it or, uh, it, it varies. Um, down in Vegas, we went to 85 cases down there, man. And how, and how many are in a case? There's 12 to a case, man. That's, that's great. That's quite a bit of product. Yeah. We went down in our little horse, our two horse trailer and um, we were loaded to the max when we went down. We couldn't take no more with us, Man. but the phone's ringing since we've been home. You know, the mail order business has taken off and which is really good. And, and we're shipping to some really fun places. Um, we had uh, shipped a case to Germany here about two months ago. The folks we'd met down at uh, red bluff bull sale last year, uh-huh. they'd run out and they, they found us and they I said, can you get it here? I says, well, FedEx can probably find you. We'll try it. So it worked. So. That's great. Now, have you found uh, uh, that is FedEx the best uh, service for shipping, uh, or do you ha- or do you you know go back and forth between FedEx, UPS, and and USPS? What works best for you? Uh, FedEx has been the most reliable with our product and getting it there safely. Uh-huh. Um, the mail, US mail, like when we go to Hawaii because of their one price box, you know, it's, it's more cost effective. Right. The odds of them getting it there is not the greatest mm-hmm. in one piece. <laughs> I just haven't had good luck with them, but, um, they're, they're, everybody's got their own place, whether we use them and, and UPS is just not as quite as economical as FedEx is for us. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And we got FedEx coming out to the ranch and they pick it up right here. So we, we live about 20 miles out. So, we don't have to make that drive to town to ship. So that helps a bunch. Yeah. Now, Austin, are you, are you helping your, uh, your dad in this business at all, or are you, you got your hands full on your own place? Um, I, I, I don't help him with the business. I, I mean, I try to market it as much as I can. I mean, you, it's, it's pretty easy to market because all you have to do is really taste it to right. tell, you know, this is great. 
Um, but I mean, I, I, a lot of my friends that are ropers and, and stuff that they, they run into dad on the road and they'll call me and, and joke around, you know, Hey, I got a, a great bloody Mary additive over in Reno and it ended <laughs> up being your dad's barbecue sauce. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, they just, it, it's kind of, it's funny how, how small the rodeo world gets and, and how, you know, I never would ever dream that I could be sitting in a team roping pen and, and somebody would didn't even know could ride up and say, Hey, you know, you're also no guy. I had your dad's barbecue sauce. Yeah. And we just start laughing about it. <laughs> and he, he's getting it out there. It's, it's, but it's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. What, now, when did when did you kick the uh, the barbecue sauce off? And also, let's let's say the name of it. Tell tell everybody the name of the sauce. Well, it's the Rockin' Three H barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. and uh, this is our fourth year, so it'd be uh, fifteen. Two thousand fifteen is when okay, we. Two, okay, two thousand fifteen. And when did you when did you see? You know, once you started it, and you you were sharing around with friends. Uh, uh, how long did it take before it kind of got some legs of its own for you? It took about two years. It did. Okay. And, and we had to learn how to market it. Right. You know, Cause this is all new to us too. Right. And so we started out with some meat markets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did a couple holiday fairs and we had a great response. And so we started, let's take this a little farther. You know, so we, we keep getting these bigger venues and, uh, We've got some more stuff on for the plate this year. We'll see how it all comes together, but we're trying to get get it all dialed in before we get too crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is it just you and, and your wife, or do you have any outside help with the shipping? You, are you guys nope. handling everything now? It's, it's just the two of us. I get up a little earlier and stay a little later after the day's <laughs> over and produce this stuff. And, and Cheryl helps me with all the labeling and shipping and you know, <clears throat> the bookkeeping and renting motels and and uh signing us up for shows she kind of does the the road work keeps us lined up where we're going that's great what 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 do you think uh has has been like your say worst entrepreneurial moment in uh in uh, in the barbecue sauce business i haven't really thought about that one (laughs) that's good if you can't think of one off the top of your head if if you can't yeah it's it, it's been really positive. Uh, you know, there hasn't been no real uh, bombs. Um, like Austin said, the biggest thing is just getting people to taste it. Right. And the deal closes itself, you know, yeah. nine times out of 10, they, they take it home. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Uh, what we're, we are working on now is a shipping uh, air freight, you know, like the big shows, a lot of people fly there and it comes in a glass jar. Right. So that's not very friendly, but we're going to a plastic pouch next year, and um, that should help a, help that problem out a bunch. Yeah, are you? It's go been to... a positive role. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, are you going to go exclusively to a plastic pouch, or are you going to have? Uh... No. No, we like the curbside appeal of the glass jar. It's yeah. kind of that Western rustic, the picture of our ranch brand. Yeah. And. Uh, Matter of fact, a little funny story about the, how we got the, the name of it is I got um, my application done for the USDA to get our kitchen approved and hadn't even thought about it. And the lady I was talking to said, uh, oh, what are you going to call this? I said, I don't know. <laughs> so I thought, well, let's put the ranch brand on it, make it simple. And so that's how we got there. That's great. That's great. So, hey, so, so you guys, you know, being cowboys and in, in, in the Western culture and lifestyle and rodeo and everything, uh, in, in 
we can we can start with with you, Austin. What you got a you got a favorite uh, cowboy hat brand? Oh yeah. Um, so I actually been wearing top knot hats. They're out of Silver Lake, Oregon. Um, Lisa, she makes them all. Uh, everything's completely custom. They're actually I picked them up as one of my sponsors about uh, three years ago now. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean it, it's a phenomenal hat. Uh, Lisa's great. She she takes it completely, shows up to your house, fits it to your head, build it any way you want. Um, everything's a hundred X. Um, and it, it's just, they, they last, man. They, the, my, the one I wear that I, a cowboy on, I've, I've kind of beat to death on it and it's, it still holds its shape and, you know, throw a little steam on it and starch it and it comes right back. Well, you know, what's the name of that again? Uh, it's the top knot hats. So that's T O P and then not K N O T. Then not. Yep. Yes, sir. Cool. And, and how about you, yep. Andy? You got a favorite hat brand? <clears throat> Yeah, I got a, a real good friend of mine that I met on the on this barbecue's traveling. His uh, name is Chaz Mitchell. He's out of Utah, uh-huh. and he builds custom hats, and uh, he makes one hell of a hat. I mean, he, it's pretty tough to beat. Very customized, and um, when you get it, you really like it. I'll just put that out there. And, and what's it, in it? Is it Chaz Mitchell hats, or does he have a specific? Yes, Chaz Mitchell custom hats. Okay. And uh, Austin, how about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots, or? Oh, uh, work boots. I'm I'm always in the Farinis. Um, dress boots. I got to give it to Luke Casey. I mean, they're they're pretty hard to beat. Um, I'm kind of a little bit of a boot snob. I'm really into. I like exotic patterns and kind of wild stuff. And mm-hmm. Farini does does a pretty good job giving you some some flash in your day to day. And then you know the Luke Casey quality. You just you can't beat it. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Andy? I'm just an old school Justin. There you go. <laughs> and uh, they they old school. They work they work hard and work and last well. They're good value for your money. That's cool. So and then uh, Austin, how about uh, favorite uh, Western actor? Oh, uh, Robert Duvall. Yeah. Duvall. And then yeah. so favorite movie then? Oh, Lonesome Dove. Lonesome you know, Dove. it's it's a classic. It's an old one, but it's pretty hard to beat. I mean, Open Range is great. Um, Man from Snowy River is kind of why I like buckskin horses so much, but <laughs> that's it's a little bit outside of the cowboy world now that I've gotten older and understood it. Well, it's Australian cowboy, and it's a, it is a really good movie, that's for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And how about yeah. how about you, Andy? What? Uh... Oh, it's Robert Duvall. He's he plays a great western part, and Lonesome Dove's tough to beat. Yeah, it sure is. So, so how many, how many places are you, are are you, are you planning on um, having the barbecue sauce at this year? You guys plan out that far ahead or you just do like a few months ahead or. No, we, we work about six to 12 months in front. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we had about 20 stops last year. We were actually, we were more than that. We were gone 90 nights last year. No kidding. Well, we, yeah, we was on the road quite a bit, and it, it looks like it's going to be the same trip this year, if not a little more. But you know, when you're promoting something, you got to get it out there, and um, and so we're we're enjoying the trip, and it's been a good ride. That's great. That's great. And then uh, Austin, with the with your cattle, what are you what are you looking to the future with that? How uh, you know how big a herd you plan on wanting to build up, and and we got any any plans outside of that or 
Um, well, I mean, really the, the goal here is we, we want to get to 200 pair um, so that we've got a pretty sustainable group coming back every year. Um, really kind of want to get to the point where we're, we're leasing cattle and we got some pro rodeo contracts and some amateur rodeo contracts and mm-hmm. jackpots lined up and just kind of get as many out there as we can. Um, that, that's our, our big goal. You know, it, if I get to the point where I can rodeo and, and run it and, and be able to go hit some of these RCA rodeos we've been hitting and then have somebody running cattle around and that, that'd be great for me. And that's kind of the overall goal for us. Yeah. Very cool. So where, where can people, uh, Austin, get in touch with you, um, in terms of, uh, you know, any type of either cattle leasing or buying, selling, or, you know, wanting to contract you for rodeos, ropens or whatever, um, website or social media, what's the best place? Um, right now my Facebook is, is the easiest way to, to catch me on that. Um, we've been trying to make a business Facebook page, but just the switching around on the multi multi-platforms and social media makes it a little hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you connect with me on my Facebook at, you know, just Austin Hogue and, uh, it's, I've got, a, I think a calf open picture up there right now and it's, uh, it'll have electric three H ranches tagged into it. And is that, is and that your you can, brand electric three H? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm the electric three H and, and dad's the rocking three H got to keep it kind of in the family. It's kind of funny how I ended up with the lightning bolt, but that's a story that? for a different time. No, how's that? Go ahead. Uh, tell me. We got time. Uh, well, so I, 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 for as long as I've, I've ever had cows, I've, I've always been the, the rafter 3H. And, uh, and when I was going to school at Oregon state, um, I, I kind of, I, I made the mistake of when I moved, I didn't change my address and I lapsed my brand. So when I came out and I bought the place in Redmond and we started, um, started, you know, getting ready to, well, we need to re-register the iron and go back to it. And I, I called the Department of Agriculture and, and the lady goes, oh, I just gave that brand away yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I, I kind of went, oh gosh, it made me sick to my stomach, you know, because right. the, the Rafter 3H LLC I've, I've had for a long time. And, and the lady, you know, she felt pretty bad and she goes, well, hey, I, I got a really cool design. I, I've got, you know, how do you feel about the lightning bolt? And, uh, and I, I said, you know, that's, that's a little different for me, but sure. So she sends me a picture of it and, and, uh, Alexandra, you know, she, that's, that's my other half. She goes, uh-huh. well, it makes sense. Cause everything you want to do, you want to go fast all the time. So I guess electric on your cattle makes sense. <laughs> It'd be fast like lightning, right? That's cool. Great story. Well, you know, they say everything happens for a reason. So. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I catch a little bit of, a little bit of poking fun from some of my closer buddies at, they, they gave me a, a nickname on it that I'm trying to shake off, but you know, it, it works. They, <laughs> you want to share they, it on here? So your nickname? Yeah, I'll share it. Everybody, you know, jazzes me about it anyways. They call it the Harry Potter ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's, it's all in fun. I, it kind of rattled me a little bit at first, but they, they joke with me pretty good about it now. Oh, that's great. But I just laugh and well. I guess, you know, the lightning bolt makes sense because all their horses are so slow they can't catch my cows anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Too cool. And, and Andy, how about you? Uh, people want to, um, you know, order the barbecue sauce, uh, try it out. What's the best way you know, to get in touch with you? We just got a new uh, Facebook account. Okay. So like us on Facebook, Rockin' 3H. Rockin' 3H. Barbecue sauce. Rockin' 3H barbecue sauce. Perfect. Well, hey guys, we've kind of come to the end of our, our time here and I just, uh, 
you know, really appreciate the, appreciate you reaching out, uh, Austin uh, initially. And then it was you know, great to meet you, Andy, in, in Vegas and, and get your barbecue sauce, which I have used. I've, and I've actually got some pictures I've taken with me barbecuing with it. So I'm going to use that for some of the social media on this episode when we launch it. But, uh, super okay, shoot, us, uh, shoot us a note on our Facebook page, please. Oh, absolutely. We'll definitely tag you in it, but, uh, it's just super great having you guys come on. Really enjoyed it. I think it's so cool. Uh, you know, father and son, you know, just, uh, two different ranches, two little bit different things going on, but, uh, it, it's just great. And we just love the, the, uh, the cowboy preneurs, as I call them, you know, guys out making business work in the cowboy world so we can, uh, keep our legends and legacies alive. Uh, so again, I appreciate you guys coming on and, and just look forward to seeing, uh, uh, you know, w- what you do with the companies in the future and, and, uh, using some more of that barbecue sauce. Thank you very much for having us on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And look forward to seeing you down the road. Yeah, we will definitely see you. We'll definitely, we'll, I'm sure we'll end up somewhere where, where we both have booths. So I'll look forward to okay. that. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Thanks guys. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the roping pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the roping pen. Well, I ain't no play your speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize 
most of life's problems By God, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen Down at the roping pen